Today's episode includes a few stories from our February 18th issue. Dosh, a new Mediterranean restaurant, opens up at Talking Stick Resort. Illustrator Michaela Goad is first Indigenous Caldecott Medal winner, Oak Flat Prayer Run, and spring training games delayed after letter to MLB. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OAN podcast. My name is Jessica Joaquin at sales slash newsperson for the Autumn Action News. Today, we have Marissa Johnson back in the house. How's it going, Marissa? Hi. I'm happy to be here with all of you today. We're happy to have you back, Marissa. All right. Before we get into our stories, let me remind you where you can find the COVID-19 numbers from the community. You can find them on the SRPMIC Facebook page at facebook.com slash SRPMIC, or you can also visit the SRPMIC website at SRPMIC dash nsn.gov. And once you're there, you just click that little blue banner up on top and it'll give you all the latest information that you need. The numbers are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The phone number to the COVID-19 hotline is 480-362-2603. Okay, Marissa, take us into our first story. All right. First up is Mediterranean Restaurant Thosh opens at Talking Stick Resort. And this is a story that I wrote. On February 4th, a small group of guests gathered to celebrate the ribbon cutting for Thosh, the new restaurant on the third floor of Talking Stick Resort. Thosh is pronounced T-H-O-S-H, an autumn word that means sun, day, or time. Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Community Council member Tom Largo led everyone in prayer, followed by a few words by President Martin Harvier thanking the Talking Stick and restaurant staff. I just want to let you know how much we appreciate all of you here, Javier said. I know we are going through some tough times, like Council Member Largo said. We are going to get through this. I wanted to let you know that individuals have come up to me thanking Council for Talking Stick Resort staying open. I know sometimes you might not feel like you're being recognized, but I want you to know we appreciate everything you do. We wouldn't have what we have if it wasn't for you. I want to thank the leadership here. I want to thank the board. I want to thank the architects, the contractors. What I'm looking at now is beautiful. God bless you and thank you. Councilmember Largo shared how the concept of Thosh was brought to fruition. The concepts are put together by management and the construction and design firms, Largo said. They're the ones who bring the design to us and then it moves forward. You know, one of the things about this facility, Talking Stick Resort, is that it's probably one of the most successful enterprises we have. Half of the funding goes to the community, To many of our programs, just like President Javier said, without all the people and the time they put in, this wouldn't be here. We're just grateful. The menu is inspired by Mediterranean cuisine, and the space has a warm color tone that complements the Arizona sunsets. Jewel cases are placed at the center of the restaurant, and when the sun hits them just right, it refracts all the different colors into the restaurant. The kitchen has glass windows so guests can watch the food being made. One of the menu specialties is pizza, and you can watch chefs making pizza and placing them in the wood-burning oven, which at 725 degrees Fahrenheit cooks pizza within two minutes. They fire very quickly. We use Italian double-zero pizza flour for our dough here at Thosh. We went to Italy to get it, said Will Lee, director of food and beverage. We did a lot of research in regard to what makes a great pizza, and we want it to be a show. When you're here, everything we do is all about the show. For the ribbon cutting, food stations were set up throughout the restaurant, offering a variety of Mediterranean fare such as rice, pasta, and shrimp dishes. Waiters handed out small plates of wood-fired pizza samples and free spirit cocktails to guests. We wanted to create an environment which were inspired by the Mediterranean. 
People want to eat healthier. We want to take off the COVID-19 quarantine pounds, so to speak, Will Lee said. We've created a menu which is absolutely incredible. It features a lot of different items inspired by the Mediterranean. Dash is a fun, relaxed setting that gives guests a chance to reconnect a little while still following CDC guidelines with socially distanced tables. We want to create yet another crown jewel for the community, Will Lee said. Here at Talking Stick, there are so many great places to eat, so many things to do. We want to create another environment to amp up the fun even more. To learn more about Dasha's menu and ours, go to www.talkingstickresort.com dining slash Dosh. Awesome. And I understand that you went to the ribbon cutting, so I know you got a chance to sample some of that food. How was it? It was delicious. I loved it so, so much. I kept getting up to get more food and <laughs> it was kind of nice to see, you know, there wasn't a lot of people, but the people that I did see there, it was nice to see their face again and spend a little bit of time to talk to them. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll take us into our next story. Illustrator Michaela Goad is first Indigenous Caldecott Medal winner. This story is by Chris Picciolo. The American Library Association announced that Klingit illustrator Michaela Goad has won the Caldecott Medal for her work on the children's picture book, We Are Water Protectors, making her the first ever Indigenous recipient of the award. The book was written by another Indigenous woman, Carol Lindstrom, Anishinaabe Matisse Enrolled Turtle Mountain Band of Ojibwe. Autumn Action News spoke with Goad about the award and what it means to her and Indigenous communities, children, and artists. It is a huge honor to be recognized with the Caldecott Medal um, and, you know, to help represent um, just Indigenous peoples around the world. And I think at the same time, it's really important uh, and needed to acknowledge that fact and reflect on what it means to be the first in, in 2021. Uh, and then also just keep excited for the future and, and hope that this helps open more doors and encourage our, our Native youth um, to dream big and know that anything's possible and uh, just keep working towards those dreams. The picture book is geared toward children and condemns the black snake, referring to the Dakota Access Pipeline running through Standing Rock Sioux Land, one of the many examples of desecration of indigenous land, culture, and way of life experienced by Native communities. These issues can be a tough subject not only for children to understand, but for the general public as well. Goad was brought onto the project after reading Lindstrom's text that had been sent to the publishing house. I read the text and I loved it and I thought, it was a really needed story, powerful and and um, timely, and so I definitely agreed to do it. Goad has been involved in creating art from a very young age. She was always painting, drawing, or doodling, and says she was lucky to have grown up in an art-forward community. For this book's illustrations, Goad's color scheme comes from the blues and greens of Southeast Alaska, where the Klingit people are called People of the Tides. In the usual process of collaboration between author and illustrator on children's books, there isn't much communication, Goad said. Being two indigenous women on the same project, Goad wanted to make sure that they were able to talk about Lindstrom's inspiration and motivation for the story. She and Lindstrom became great friends and Goad was encouraged to create the visual aspect of the story in her own way. While adults are concerned with the current water and land issues surrounding Autumn Himdok, construction of the U.S. border wall, and the San Carlos Apache tribe's issue with Oak Flat, among many other instances, this book deals with the same subject, 
but directly relates it to children in indigenous communities. You know, representation uh, is so important and not just representation, but accurate representation and respectful representation, um, which historically we really have not seen in this country and other places around the world. So it is really important, um, you know, for, for an, our indigenous children to see themselves reflected in uplifting and affirming ways is incredibly powerful. You know, picture books are often reflections of our society and what society deems as valued or important. And so if um, BIPOC children aren't seeing themselves in these stories, what message is that sending them? You know, so we want to make sure that they know that their voices and their stories are uh, valuable and important and precious. And so I think it's really important that they see themselves in these picture books and that these picture books are um, celebrated and amplified and lifted up by everyone and not just during Native American Heritage Month. Uh, and then for, for non-Native children, it's also really important that they are exposed to these books early on because they, you know, they're shown other experiences in other ways of life and other um, kinds of folk who are just as important and are, their contributions are just as valid and meaningful. And it helps, uh, I think, raise more empathetic um, little humans. The Anthem Action News would like to again congratulate illustrator Michaela Goad on winning the Caldecott Medal. Okay, Marissa, what's up next? Next up is Oak Flat Prayer Run. This one is also written by me. This coming February 25th through the 27th, the Apache Stronghold Group is holding its seventh annual Oak Flat March. This event is a prayer run starting from San Carlos Reservation and finishing at Oak Flat. Resolution Copper Company has plans to expand its current mining operations, but doing so would obliterate Oak Flat, a central Arizona site which is considered sacred to the Apache. There recently has been an increase in activity from the Resolution Copper Company, which is planning to move forward on the project, and it has garnered loud protests from the Apache and many other tribal nations. The copper mine will be the largest in the United States. Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Community member Marina Thomas will be participating and offered information on the upcoming event. For the previous six years, the Apache Stronghold has held an annual prayer run from the San Carlos Reservation to Oak Flat in honor of the protection and spiritual significance of Oak Flat, Thomas said. The event has helped to raise awareness of Apache history and the fight for their ancestral homelands. This year, due to increased involvement with multiple tribes, the run is being organized to come in from all four directions. Coming in from the west would be the Otham, Pipash, and Yavapai tribes, leading the run approximately 60 miles to Oak Flat. Thomas went into further detail as to how people who participate in the run should prepare. While the Apache stronghold has overextended themselves in political efforts, running requires a different kind of effort, Thomas said. When an individual is participating in a prayer run, they are physically present with the land and dedicating themselves through the pain and suffering it takes to reach the holy land by foot. The runner has the earth below their feet, the sun hitting their skin, and air flowing in and out of their lungs while the wind tells the runner to keep going. A prayer run involves individuals to be one with the elements for indigenous people. It also provides a way to reroute themselves, for them to leave their footprints in the dirt the way their ancestors once had. The political situation that surrounds Oak Flat area is controversial. Many tribal nations are there participating in the run as a healing action. 
As of right now, Thomas said there is a hold on the construction of the new copper mine. A preliminary injunction hearing took place February 3rd, which, if it is approved, would mean that all movement with the land and the mining company will be put to a halt while Apache Stronghold proceeds in court to protect Old Flat, Thomas said. The judge will announce his decision on how to move forward by February 12th, 2021. Moving on to our final story. Spring training games delayed after letter to MLB. This story is by Chris Picciuolo. As pitchers and catchers arrive on February 17th, the spring training 2021 opener has moved back one day to February 28th, with the Colorado Rockies facing the Arizona Diamondbacks at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. This comes after Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian Community President Martin Javier joined Valley Mayors and Cactus League Executive Director Bridget Binsbaker in signing a letter to Major League Baseball requesting a delay in the start of spring training due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Major League Baseball Players Association rejected the proposal, which also included MLB's proposal to push back the start of spring training from February 17th to March 22nd, delaying the regular season and cutting the usual 162 games down to 154. SRPMIC President Martin Javier said, As the community president, I joined with local mayors in writing a letter to the Major League Baseball Commissioner Robert Manfred with a request to delay the upcoming spring training season. The reason for sending the letter was the concern not only we and the surrounding cities have, but nationwide regarding the COVID-19 pandemic that we're going through. Right now, Arizona has one of the highest positive rates of the virus in the testing that's being done. Autumn Action News reached out to Cactus League representatives for a statement on the delay, but has not heard back at this time. According to Chris Bunnell, director of marketing for Salt River Fields, the opener is postponed because MLB was addressing some scheduling issues and directed Salt River Fields to cease selling tickets until that is addressed. A pre-sale offer for upcoming games was initially presented to SRPMIC members and tribal employees from January 26th to February 2nd. Due to the scheduling changes, any tickets purchased for Spring Training 2021 will be returned and the money will be refunded to the card used to purchase tickets. Buyers will need to repurchase the games if they want to attend. If your tickets were transferred to you, the refund will be given to the original ticket purchaser. Pre-sales will start on February 17th, and tickets will be available to the general public on February 20th at 10 a.m. For current ticket and spring training schedule information, head to saltriverfields.com. Salt River Fields said in a notice that Salt River Fields is following safety guidelines and protocols set by local, state, and federal organizations in order to host fans this season. Seating capacity will be limited, and fans will be seated in a pod. These pods will be available in groups of two, four, or six-person options. The buyer must purchase the entire pod and cannot buy fewer seats than are in the pod. The seating setup will allow for the recommended social distancing. All attendees will be required to wear face masks at all times, except for when they are actively eating or drinking in their seats. For more information on COVID-19 safety protocols, visit saltriverfields.com COVID-19 info. President Javier asked community members to be safe if they are attending spring training games and other events with large groups of people. He said, I would just hope that any of our community members and fans that visit the ballpark really try to follow the protocols that are out there. Wear your face mask, wash your hands while you're there in the stadium, and I'm sure there's going to be hand sanitizer available. Whatever is there for you, use it for your safety and the safety of those with you. We look forward to this upcoming season. Again, we want the season to go on. 
We were hoping for the delay, but being denied, we just have to move forward in the safest manner that we can. Javier and SRPMIC Vice President Ricardo Leonard are scheduled to throw out the first pitch at the spring training opener, which begins the celebration of the 10th anniversary of Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. This is a developing story, and you can head to autumnnews.org for current information. Please head over to the OAN website, autumnnews.org, to read stories from this February 18th issue. Stories include The Pink Desert Showcases Artistic Talent, Medieval Times Donates to SRPMIC Food Bank, New SRPMIC Housing Development Updates, ENLC Presents Virtual Winter Storytelling Night, and Cultural Resources Department Virtual Beating Class. There's a lot of good stuff in that issue. Go check it out. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News and News on Instagram. And don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have podcast ideas or general story ideas. You can email any story ideas suggestions to News at srpmic-nsn.gov. Thank you for joining us today. Remember to mask up and wash your hands and continue to social distance. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. See ya.